Get road trip ready with a service checkup at your local Chevy dealer. They can save you time and money and get the job done right the first time, worry-free. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com for current service specials or to schedule a test drive. Welcome to Apparently, the podcast for absolutely average parents. I'm Ann Johnsos. And I'm Tracy Weiner. Ann and I have been friends for a very long time. We met right after college. Yeah, and our first jobs as radio producers. We spent our 20s as wing women for each other, and it didn't work out very well. But then it did. And we found the right guys and stood up in each other's weddings. And then we had babies within weeks of each other. So we went from producers to reproducers. We make it look easy. Which brings us to this podcast. We want to discuss topics that interest us and you and provide some knowledge to other average parents. We're average, not experts. So we'll tackle these topics with people who know what they're doing. Yeah, we'll get the experts. And I fully expect to embarrass myself along the way. Yeah, after season one, I'm pretty sure we already have. So welcome to Apparently. We make it look easy. We make it look good. When everybody sees it, they stop and take a look. Apparently, technology and video games, for all the good and bad mm-hmm. that's associated with them, have found an incredible way to level the playing field with for people with disabilities. Yeah, to be inclusive. Have you? Did you see the Microsoft uh, Super Bowl commercial? Totally. And guess what? So someone posted that on our Facebook page. Actually, yeah, Kurt. Yes. Kurt did. And um, I watched it, and I realized I'm like, I know. I know that guy. Grover, the guy who starts the commercial, is the son of a friend of mine from college, Andy Siegel. Um, Andy and his wife, Jen Manley. Um, well, Jen's part of the commercial with Grover. So this darling kid, Grover, is in it. So let's let's listen. Okay. My name is Grover. Sean. My name is Ian. I'm Taylor. My name is Owen, and I am nine and a half years old. I only have one. <laughs> and, yeah. I love video games, my friends, my family, and again, video games. Whenever I play it, it makes me feel happy. The fun that you get to have with connecting with your friends. You make your own rules. It's his way of interacting with his friends when he can't physically otherwise do it. When I'm playing with a regular controller, there's some things that don't work for me. It's difficult for me to use both joysticks and the D-pad at the exact same time. And it just slowed me down a bunch more while other people were like... She's never had the freedom to play at the level she knows she could. I never thought it was unfair. I just thought, hey, this is the way it is and it's not going to change. What I like about the adaptive controller is that now everyone can play. I don't even have to look at the controller and just be like looking at the screen like, hey, yep, yep. You never want your kid to feel like an outsider or an other. One of the biggest fears early on is how will Owen be viewed by the other kids? (laughs) He's not different when he plays. It's a little challenging, but that's the whole point of gaming. I can hit the buttons just as fast as they can. And I think I can crush my friends. (laughs) No matter how your body is or how fast you are, you can play. It's a really good thing to have in this world. So I love the tagline at the end of the commercial where it says, when everybody plays, we all win. Honestly, for the Super Bowl was super boring, yes. in my opinion, but that was one of my favorite commercials of the whole night. Um, I watched that and thought about it, and I was like, you know, 
I've talked about this with you a million times with Fortnite and everything else. All the moaning and groaning I talk about video games with my son. I looked at video games in general just a wee bit differently um, by by that commercial. It made me focus on um, not just how annoying in my own home it is, <laughs> but how social gaming is for kids and how it can completely like level the playing field. And so it, it changed my point of view. Yeah. So my kids don't game, but um, watching that, <laughs> lucky, I know. But my my reaction to that was just like brilliant. And um, and I, I was just I was touched. I was yeah. moved. Yeah, I got a little tear in my eye a little bit. Yeah, when one of the dads was talking. Well, so I went and I read somewhere the worldwide gaming industry is worth one hundred and thirty-seven point nine billion dollars. What? Yeah, big money. And so now to support gamers with physical disabilities, like the kids in the Microsoft commercial, companies have worked to modify controllers or build brand new ones altogether so that all kids can play. Okay. You know, it's good. For a long time, console developers designed products for the masses and people with disabilities were overlooked. You know, they just like, this is what it is and, you know, you modify it on your own or you just can't use it. It's just niche if you will um so i did some research and the microsoft controller featured in the commercial costs about a hundred bucks um and a typical controller is about 60 okay so so extra 40 yeah so but but that extra 40 dollars means the kid can play (laughs) you know and be part and and socially interact with his peers after school because that's literally the first thing ethan will come home and he will wash his hand have a snack and go downstairs and start playing so I'm I'm positive all boys are all the same and they all want to do the same thing. And we've talked about this. Remember when we did the Fortnite episode and, and you were not letting Ethan do it? And yeah. I was like, essentially, it's like you're keeping him off the baseball team because these kids. Yeah, I remember groaning when you said that, yes. too, because I wasn't letting him play at the time. Yeah. But these kids interact. It's a social thing. Yeah. Yeah. Incredibly social. It's like meeting on the baseball diamond, only it's not. <laughs> it's right. in, everyone's sitting on their own couches in their own house. Yes, but they are interacting. So it's it's not just kids and devices. It's kids and kids. So Exactly. Yeah. When? So I think the extra 40 sounds worth it. But, you know, why don't we find out from someone who knows uh, to talk about Microsoft's new controller and the Super Bowl commercial and raising a child with physical limitations or different abilities. We're bringing in Jen Manley, mom of Grover. Small world. Hi, Jen. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. We lo- That was literally my, my kids and I favorite commercial the whole night. We loved it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> It spoke to we my son. Yes. <laughs> my son was like, oh, video games. Oh. Yeah. He thought it was so cool. So your son Grover awesome. your son Grover has a physical difference. How old, because I don't know anything about him. How old is he in, can you tell us about him? Yes, he is 11 years old, and he is a joyful, um, just delightful boy. He loves to play tennis, and he is also an accomplished artist. He paints and draws. And um, he's just he's just a great kid with a wacky sense of humor and kind to his friends and um, chill, really chill. <laughs> so I, I have been investigating him a little bit because I do know you and Andy, and um, Andy's a yeah. beautiful singer. Are you a singer, too? You know, I, I do sing, not, not on the same level. I did some musical theater in college, um, but my mom has a wonderful voice. She, she, she never performed, but she trained as an opera singer oh. most of her young adult life. And uh, so he definitely comes by it naturally. And, yeah, he has 
Grover has an amazing voice. It's really unique and all his own. Yeah, he's got a voice like an old soul, for sure. Yeah, thank you. So did um, your husband, Andy, and you, did before he was born, did you know that he was had a physical difference? Or did how did that unfold? Yes. Yeah, we did. We learned um, during our, I think it was like our 20-ish week ultrasound. We were at the doctor's, and they were doing the ultrasound, and the doc kept saying, you know, I'm I'm just not seeing him open and closing that right hand. And we were like, okay, whatever. I mean, it just never occurred to us that there could be a problem. And um, it took a long time, and he kept trying to see it. And at one point, I just was thinking, just go show the doctor one finger. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. like, flip this doctor the bird or something because yeah, yeah. I'm so fed up of you trying to <laughs> see this hand. Right. And then they had us go back like the next day, and then they said, you know, we think there's no fingers on the hand. We think there's something. I mean, they said wrong, and um, we were just floored, absolutely floored. We had never seen a, a kid with a limb difference. We didn't even know the term limb difference. Every fear a parent has came up for us, and it took a lot of time to process that because it was the only thing we knew about this child. We didn't even know he was a boy, Mm. and um, at the time, we just didn't even have any real resources to reach out and find out more. There wasn't, you know, Facebook wasn't really around, and we found a Yahoo group eventually, but we learned about Jim Abbott, who's the one-handed baseball player, and that was a real comfort to us. Um, we were able, through our doula, to actually, she reached out and found out a boy had been born, like, maybe seven or eight months earlier who had a limb difference in his arm. And so we were able to, to meet that boy, and that was a big turning point for us. We We saw him and went, oh, okay, that's just a baby. You know, that's a little boy, like this is okay, this is going to be okay. And and that's when things started to feel better. Sure. When I was pregnant with my second uh, daughter, Jen, um, they, there was something in my uterus called a synechia. And mm. it, it's, it's a strand um, left from probably from my first C-section. And they, the doctor told me, like, you know, there's a good chance that this could wrap around something and and uh, she could be born without an arm or she could... And I was like, oh, my God. So I, I, get, right? I get how you must have felt like, is this going to define your baby? Is this going to be the mm-hmm. thing? Um, and it's, it's terrifying. So, you know... Yeah. But so when you saw the other baby who was limb different, you were just like, oh, oh dude, what a cute little baby and we're going to be fine. Exactly. Absolutely. And, you know, and it, there's been, it's been an emotional journey since he arrived, but that moment when he came out and I looked over and saw him, it was like, oh my gosh, he's perfect. And our doctor said to us, it's nothing. Like we all just got it in that moment. And, and one of the things I was worried about was like, is it going to be strange to me the way it looks? And I looked at his little hand, and it was the most beautiful, perfect thing I'd ever seen. And it was, you know, so to us, like, he's so perfect and whole, um, even though he's a little unique, you know. So oh, he's it, more it than better. a little unique. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's fantastic. But yes, I get oh, you. you. <laughs> um, but so now you you mentioned Jim Abbott. So you do a lot mm-hmm. to give... Grover all sorts of opportunities and um, including this sports camp that I read about and so it's in southern Illinois it's called Nub Ability right? 
Mm-hmm. And its slogan is "Don't need to." So uh. it's kids who are who have limb differences. Um, yeah. T- tell us how you found that camp and um, why it's so important. Um, we found this camp through a group on Facebook. Grover was about five when we found it, and. I was on a group, and somebody posted pictures of the sports camp they went to, and Grover already was really into soccer and basketball, and he loved all those things. And I got really excited, even though it's far away. And I brought him in, and I said, this summer, would you like to go to a camp where there are kids who have hands just like mine, or would you like to go to a camp where there's kids who have hands like yours? And at five, without skipping a beat, said, oh, the camp where there's kids with hands like me. And I said, oh, how come? And he goes, because I've never seen anybody who looks like me. And I couldn't believe, like, at five, I mean, obviously I knew he had that. I knew he knew about his hand, but that he had that awareness that he knew he didn't look like anyone else. That just floored me. That's pretty pretty deep. So it was a no-brainer that we would spend the money to fly out to the middle of southern Illinois, where I'd never been before, and go to this camp. Because, like you said, we were still giving him tons of opportunities, but the opportunity to be around kids and adults who look like him was just so valuable and so important. It's that phrase that so many people... And like minorities will say, if you see it, you can be it. So the coaches at this camp are also limb different, mm-hmm. most of them. So it's this great opportunity to see other kids who look like you, but also grown-ups who look like you, who are living full lives, who are fit and gorgeous and beautiful inside and out, you know, and athletic. It was, it was wonderful. Did that provide Grover a network of of friends who are limb different? Because I know he, you know, he's got friends who have, you know, two big hands. But does he have now a network through that camp, or does he have a network um, in some other way? You know, it's so interesting. Um, I wouldn't necessarily he has a say he has a network, but what he does have is a place every summer that he goes where he's really celebrated and honored. The camp does that for all the kids. So he just goes there and he feels like that's his place. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't, I'm, we're very lucky, he doesn't have any sense of himself as less than um, because of his hand. He's never experienced that for himself at this point. But it does give him a network of people once a year that he can really go and hang with. And my guess is that there's he's experiencing some, some things that I'm not even aware of as far as being there. Sure. And it also gives us this wonderful network of people and parents that we can chat with and talk to and support and get support from. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So my son is 10, almost 11, and he, hey. as you heard, is a huge video game lover. What What does Grover love to play and is he like an Xbox person, a PlayStation? Like, what what is he like? <laughs> we are an Xbox family all the way, and and were before before we got to meet Microsoft and the people at Microsoft. But um, yeah, he'd been wanting an Xbox for such a long time, and he he got one. And his favorite games are right now. He's mad for Forza. He loves Forza. He's really into. Um, 
the see I'm so bad at this. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, Jen. The, the football, the basketball, the the I always call it Y2K. It's, it's like two NBA 2K. He yeah. loves that one. And he loves, um, and I'm blanking on Rocket League. He loves Rocket League. Well, you're giving me an education, John, because I don't. I know the NBA <laughs> one, but the other two I've never heard of. Forza is like this really cool racing game that's much more than just racing. There's courses, and you can get castles, and you can buy cars, and it's really neat. And then Rocket League is basically soccer with cars. So it's you and another car hit, hitting this massive ball into a goal. Cool. That sounds cool. Yeah. Anything other than Fortnite? How, is he into Fortnite? Uh, so, yeah, we don't. <laughs> I was really fascinated listening to you guys talk about it. We haven't let him start on Fortnite yet. Okay. He's been begging us. And we just, we need to wait a little bit longer for that one. I feel, I understand, Jen. I, I caved like yeah. a, <laughs> I, I folded like a lawn chair. I, I gave in. <laughs> I, he beat me down and I, <laughs> I finally gave in. So, um, but you know he, what? There's... Yeah, but he still does the dances, so that's, oh, right. I figure he's got that at least. There you go. You know, it's funny, Jen, my kids yeah. don't play any of these games, but they do the dances. So those dances are, oh, right. are pervasive. Yes. yes, they're universal. Yes. So tell us about the console, the modified console, so that this advertisement was you know, Microsoft saying, hey, everyone can play. Right? Well, you know, when everyone yes. plays, everyone wins, right? So how has right. the console and the, um, the adjustment affected Grover? What, what has it done for him? So, you know, it's so interesting because before we received the console, we didn't even know that maybe the the device, the, the regular device, was a bit of a challenge for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, it's just really cool. Like, he likes it. He likes that Microsoft was really helpful with us, too. They, they, when they came to film it, they sent a technician to help set it up for him. And then we also had access to another technician who we could call and have her help us set it up. It's the most extraordinary device, and it's so adaptable that Grover really enjoyed being able to say, hey, can I can I use the joystick to do this and this? And I'm like, yes, you can just do this, this, and this. And it's fairly simple to set up, too. So he just had a lot of fun playing with it and knowing that there was this, these elements that if he ever has any trouble with the main uh, handheld device, that he can go to that one and and it, he can make it exactly what he needs it to look like. So it's customizable? It's massively customizable. Um, there, the back of the that main pad has a bunch of ports, and you can plug in buttons, joysticks, pedals, um, a, a whole bunch of different things that you can then customize to be your, your you know, whatever you need it to do in the game. And I'm just so moved by the way they came up with this. I, I talked to a friend of mine, Jen Reeves, who is also in the commercial, and she she's very much involved in this community, and she was saying that Microsoft really worked closely with people in the community to make this device. They weren't just saying, hey, let's help those people. They were like, we want to give this and create this. Let's work with with the people who need it to make sure. it the best it can be. That's how it should be. That's awesome, though. Yes, yes. I'm sure Grover's schooling you on how all the things about the device. You're probably like, I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, my kids it's know true. how to how to use devices and things, and they're teaching me on my own iPhone. Like as simple as oh that. My gosh. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't know it could do that. Yeah, 
he he picks this, this thing up and he you know he's like do, 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 and he's just playing all of a sudden and I still can't drive the car straight or <laughs> anything I just don't even know which button to press and he he's showing me everything he's always been showing us everything yeah I was reading um I was reading somewhere in the Microsoft went after the Super Bowl that um video games are kind of like a respite for the from the physical demands and social pressures of the real world would you agree in Grover's world like that video games are providing a, a, a respite like a, a reprieve from the day I think I think yeah I think it very much so just like TV might or a book for somebody might it's a great way to just relax and have fun and have no pressure and then when you add the social aspect to it where he can talk to people and meet people, um, he just really enjoys that. It's just pure fun for him. And our kids absolutely need to have those as many moments of fun and joy for themselves as they can throughout the day. Exactly. that The one parent um, at the end, the dad at the end of the commercial, uh-huh. when he's like, you know, he's no different than anyone. Like he, he can play and when he's playing, he's just like everybody else. And uh-huh. that really that really struck me because I, I, I just was like, you're right. Yeah. Well, you know, I think I think so many people, whether they have an obvious difference or not, there's, there's an exhaustion sometimes that hits when you feel tired of being different all the time. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I know I even felt that way with, like, my glasses or my asthma or just I felt left out. And and so when you can find a space where you, where there's just, you're just there doing what everybody else is doing, I think that's really special. And sometimes you fly to Illinois to get that, and sometimes you just get on your, your Xbox and you play, you know. I read uh, a New York Times article, kind of in the same vein as that, that was talking about these adaptive controllers. And the founder of this group called Able Gamers was quoted saying, "Quote: If you're on the streets, everyone knows you are. You're a profoundly disabled individual. You just can't hide this fact. But in a video game, you're a player. We all jump into video games for some level of fantasy. And that 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 was like that's absolutely correct. Like." It, Growing up and being a kid is so hard, <laughs> like just for any everybody. And so when you have things like this that set you apart from everybody else, it's it's very hard. I think I think it can be. I I think too that kids are really resilient, especially when they've been that way since the very beginning. And that's how all know? they know. Yeah, that's all they know, right? So Grover doesn't have anything to compare anything to. So he's. He's uh, He deals with what he deals with. I'm sure there are times he sort of sees and says, oh, that's a little more frustrating than I wish it could had to be, and I can see someone else can do that, but I can't. But um, Or I have to figure out my own way of doing it. Um, I will say just for him, he he really loves his difference. He feels he likes that it sets him apart. He likes that it makes him a little more unique, and he's proud of it. So... He, um, like from where I'm standing, I don't, he doesn't always need that other space, but I also know he probably has thoughts and feelings that I'm just not even aware of. And I can imagine, I do know from when he goes to Nevability and how good it feels to just be around people and not be the one who looks different all the time. Sure. And nobody's asking him about his hand and 
because that can get just tiring sometimes. Sure. sure. So what has your life been like since the commercial aired? You know, when, when I tracked Andy <laughs> down, um, he was he's like, I've, I just came from a meeting with an agent for Grover. So, really? Yeah. So yeah. this commercial's opened some doors. Tell us about that. Yeah. You know, we live in L.A., so every, you know, a lot of our friends, the kids are doing something and Grover periodically has said, you know, I want to do, I want to do auditions. I want to act. And he had so much fun with this commercial. The people were amazing. Uh, They came to our house. They filmed in our house. It was just a lot of fun for him. So he said, I want to do more of that. So we sort of figured, you know, let's give it a try. Now's the right time. And we reached out to some wonderful agencies and wound up signing with Osbrink. And they're a great kids agency. They're just actually one of the top kids agencies in the country. We're really excited to be with them. And he's started auditioning. So that's been really fun. And um, and then he, of course, is getting some recognition at places. All the people in our community, we go to the bagel store, the grocery store, they're like, hey, I saw you in the commercial. And ah! That's just so fun for him. Um, we were at the Harlem Globetrotters, and some kids recognized him and asked to take pictures with him. So that was just uh, just so much fun, you know. Um, we also heard, like, just a nice thing from a family friend of ours who they have a family friend who, with a child with a limb difference, and when she saw the commercial, they said that she looked at it and went, oh, they look just like me, and and that was that was the best of all of it. The the fact that there's ki- there are kids everywhere, limb different and and regular or not regular. I don't know. I always struggle with finding the right, the right language. But sure, yeah. Kids who are limb different and kids who are not all seeing kids who are different, like out there living their lives fully. You and, know, and having fun. And having fun, yes. What about you, Jen? You had a little uh, uh, moment in the commercial. Are you going for an agent? <laughs> I did. I, you know, and by the way, they never told us it was a Super Bowl commercial. So we thought it was just, we thought our part was just going to be a little internet thing. They, they were saving that as a surprise for us. So they said, oh, why don't we have one of you guys talk a little bit? And I was like, okay, sure. I think I like sort of brushed my hair. Maybe I put on a little, <laughs> I didn't even think. I'm like, oh, great. 25 million people have now seen this commercial. <laughs> but um, it was just, it was fun. I was glad I said something that made sense. I was glad I didn't sound, you know, they were they they cut a good clip for me. <laughs> sure. And I was just really happy to represent too. Yeah, it, it's a and very And now I get to talk to you guys too and talk about limb different kids and and that that feels really good to me. That totally feels good, and the, the commercial felt good. Um, Grover yeah. is, oh, I've, I, I'm gushing. Um, <laughs> he's so cute. Yes, he's so Aww, cute. Thank you. So is there anything you want to add, Jen? Because, you know, sometimes we forget to ask obvious things. Is there a- anything you'd like to add to us? I think the thing, the only thing I just want to say is, is, is this. One, you know, people, when you when you start off with a kid who's different, a lot of times you hear something like, well, kids are really cruel, and you get worried about how he's going to be treated or she's going to be treated. And I just have to say, like, I don't believe that kids are cool at all. I think kids are curious, and and that curiosity is really important. And sometimes they use a word that doesn't feel right, but it's just because they don't have the right words. Uh-huh. And it's so important to 
for for parents of kids who are curious to let them be curious and let them ask questions instead of sort of saying, oh, don't look, don't, you know, don't stare, don't point, you know, it, engage with that kid because it's just going to expand your mind so completely and expand their world so completely. Um, and the other part is I think sometimes we all think we're maybe we have special problems or issues because our kids are different, but in a lot of ways we all have the same fears and concerns as kids as parents of kids who don't have obvious differences. And I think our friend Freedom said it best when we told him the news. And he said, you know, we all go around through life carrying carrying issues. Some you can see and some you can't. Sure. And I really, we've really tried to go through life as parents of him, knowing that this is just one of those things and it doesn't have to be a detriment or a burden. And in fact, it hasn't been. It's, it's opened doors for us. It's, it's, it's expanded our lives and our hearts and our minds and the hearts and minds of our friends and family. And, and we feel really grateful. Well, thank you for sharing Grover with us. Yes. Oh, thank I can't, you for asking. Again, that commercial really, I thought, was very impactful given it was during the Super Bowl. You hit a massive audience and yes. you got people to think, you know, think about things a little bit differently so thank you and i'm really i want to say too we're just so grateful to microsoft for the work they're doing for kids and adults too in this area it's it's really profound when a giant company like that creates a space for everyone absolutely thanks jen manley so much for talking with us today about grover and your family and how video games have impacted your son's life so, thanks, uh, Tracy. Thanks, Anne. Yep. Video games like Fortnite, which he isn't playing yet, but he's playing all these other ones that I'm going to go check out now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they're all on headsets talking with each other. So for as much as I grumble about video games, I do see how impactful and powerful it is to have all kids playing together. Yep. Inclusive. Yes. Inclusive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Thanks, Jen. Have a good day. You too, guys. Thank you so much. Cheers. So apparently, when everybody plays, we all win. It's such a great tagline, and there's you don't need words to say anything more than that. Um, I love the fact that Grover has never thought it was a detriment. You know that he's that he's always just been like, yeah, yeah this is who I am. Yeah, so. it's adults who screw it up. I think kids. I agree with Jen that kids like if it's all they know, they just like what? What do you mean? What's going on? And curiosity is curiosity. Let's answer the questions, right? That was helpful to hear that, actually. I, I agree, because I, I will be honest, there have been times where I'm like, Tch. Yeah, yeah, don't ask questions. Yeah. Yeah. No, wonderful. So um, we'd love to hear from you if you've got a kid with a physical difference, or if your kid is a gamer and has got one of these consoles, or maybe doesn't have the console, and is just making it happen anyway. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. You can check out our Facebook page or give us a call at 331-704-0046. Or email us at apparentlypodcast at gmail.com. This is a WGN Plus podcast. I'm Ann Johnsos. And I'm Tracy Weiner. Thanks for listening to Apparently. We make it look easy. We make it look good. When everybody sees it, they stop and take a look.